Hey everyone, just a quick content warning. This episode may contain some strong language. Also, my phone vibrates like twice or three times in it and I forgot to turn it off vibrate. I record through my a microphone through my phone and it was on a wooden table. So yeah, basically you just hear a very loud bzzz, bzzz, but it's my phone, nothing naughty. Um, but also in this episode we do talk about bullying and I do share some of my experiences with bullying and talking about the physical aspects and the emotional aspects of bullying so there is a little content warning in the episode before we talk about it so if you want to skip over that just skip over a few minutes and we should be past that and yeah I hope you get something out of the episode and enjoy you're listening to the latest episode of the The Aces podcast with me, Zizi. I'm 31 years old, live in London and go by they, them pronouns and this is my podcast. So this is the section of the podcast called Ask Zizi and I was sent in a message about, well it says two months ago so really slow but I didn't record for like over a month so Uh, you know so anyway one of our listeners asks they said I have always masked being non-binary by dressing alternatively growing up in the 90s I had a lot of alternative androgynous icons to follow is this something other people have to do sorry is this something that other people have done too I'm going to leave that in there because you know what people like me need representation on podcast people who do struggle to read and speak at the same time so for everyone out there that has that struggle like i feel you right so like being non-binary masking being non-binary by dressing alternatively is that a thing let me think well i'm non-binary I masked being non-binary mainly because I didn't have the language and I masked um, being trans because I felt like I couldn't speak about these things and couldn't process them and also I was alternative and I still consider um, the alternative side of me as part of my identity as well so yeah there is something other people have done as well like I don't want to I don't want to be like really simplistic about it but I think I think there is definitely there's definitely strong links between how you express yourself and your gender identity and some people will express themselves in a very stereotypically conformative if that is even a word gendered way and we all we all probably know people in our lives that are very stereotypically gendered in the way they present themselves and I think where it gets it gets a little bit different is when people are alternative because alternative people often aren't conforming to gender stereotypes because they're outside of gender stereotypes because the gendered stereotypes often are like more mainstream culture I find so for me like growing up 
For me growing up like as a teenager and I think this links quite well to this episode like I always like 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 unisex clothes whether that's a good word or not I don't know but I wonder like I liked I didn't want like particularly manly or mask clothes in my alternative expression I always like to kind of float in between as well so like and I think when like I grew up I was born in 1990 so I don't know if we were born at a similar time or if you were like a teenager in the 90s or if you were a kid in the 90s and then a teenager in the noughties that I was a kid in the 90s and a teenager which is still kind of a kid as well in the in the early 2000s and mid 2000s and late 2000s so yeah like my I liked I think from from the age of maybe like 10 or 11 I liked I liked a lot of things like um I used to like baggy jeans and then I liked skinny jeans and like I liked like a lot of like punk music and everything in and around um those sort of subcultures like the, surrounded by like music and like experimenting with different styles I liked dyeing my hair different colors I still do I say like like it's past tense like I used to have green and pink hair um I've had green and pink hair like now as well so like I've got green hair right now well it's faded green but yeah like I used to like a lot of that um I used to be into like some of like the skate culture and that. I was never good at skating or like skateboarding or like I used to do like um inline skating aggressive inlining like I loved all like that that sort of thing I was really really shit at it but it was something I enjoyed I liked like the high energy of the music I liked the fact in like sort of punk music you could express yourself how you wanted to express yourself if you wanted to have like certain like piercings if you wanted to have your hair a certain way a hair a certain colour if you wanted to be like really bold with the way you express yourself if you wanted to wear like lots of colours and lots of different patterns and like lots of different things if you wanted to do your clothes yourself like DIY like I used to um, I used to spend ages like ripping up my clothes or like not ripping them up so I can't wear them but like 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 making like tears in them and like um like stitching on like patches and sticking it taking off studs from my studded belt like to make like make it into a, like a different pattern so it was like customized and like taking like the studs and putting it in my jacket and like um getting bleach and like uh dyeing my jeans with the bleach like tie dye and marble wash like all the like um different patterns with like the bleach and that and I used to do all that sort of stuff but I don't know like I don't know if I was I don't know if I was masking my non-binary identity I think I was just experiencing my non-binary identity but I was experiencing it in a different way I was experiencing it in a teenage way and now I experience my non-binary identity which crosses over with like my alternative non more like I guess non-conformist identity like I expressed I expressed I still have that do you know what I mean it's still part of me I don't think for me 
it's a way of masking it but definitely it could be a way of masking definitely it could be a way of masking I guess wanting to wanting to um, identify and express yourself in a different way like and it's it's a way of not being like gender conforming but without being gender non-conforming if you know what I mean so you're like I'm not conforming to like what gender is telling me to do in the traditional way but I'm I'm not necessarily being gender non-conforming in every aspect I'm just being part of alternative culture but then also there was a lot of androgynous um people like growing up like in the 90s there was a lot of androgynous like the artists and there has been for a long time do you know what I mean there is there's a lot of androgyny and there's a lot of fuck, like fucking with gender and fucking with um how we conform like in society and like all of that stuff like there is so many things like in the culture in the various subcultures because like alternative culture is not just like one thing and I, I like I, I used to like I used to be in a punk band and I used to I used to love it I used to go in my my stripy green and black or blue dark blue I've still got the jeans like skinnies um like my hair all like dyed like spiked all over the place and I used to like wearing I used to like wearing pink or dye my hair pink I liked like fucking with all the things that people had expectations for certain people who they perceived to be certain genders I liked fucking with all of that so I actually think I actually think for me I didn't mask it but it was definitely an it was definitely something that came through my teenage years just in a different way to what what it is now but I always think it's part of me but for you maybe maybe it was something that helped you it was an outlet that helped you not not conform to society's um rigid rigid expectations but then it has has like a different it's like it's like I can be different and I can be I can feel like me more I can feel like not not like me if you know what I mean like I can feel like I'm not having to be this stereotypical woman or stereotypical man I don't have to be that like do you know what I mean I can be different I can be me but different but without maybe like being like you in the way that you want to be you you're be you're testing the almost like testing the waters I suppose but I think there's a lot of stuff I think there's there may be a lot of stuff that you've carried that you've carried from um dressing alternatively through to your gender identity and I think there probably is some crossover if you experienced it like me definitely there's some crossover with um the way I experienced gender and the way like I used to dress alternatively like and I think this is the thing with non-binary people because we we don't conform to in a lot of ways to society's expectations like sometimes our expression doesn't and I think that's why we probably find there's a lot of like people that used to be like alternative kids and used to dress alternative whether they were punks goths emos like whatever there was there's probably a lot of people within our community that were part of that scene like do you know what I mean or like grungers and like stuff like that do you know what I mean there's like there's so many like different like like subcultures are like people but 
at the same time as that as a counter argument as well like when I used to hang around with some of like uh, the punk teens or punk kids or whatever like when I was younger and that some of them were like cool but I always wanted to like push I always wanted to push my expression in a slightly different way to some of the other people in the community and some of the other community people were I think were still a lot more gendered in in their expression even though they were alternative it was like still a very gendered version of alternative whereas I always felt like I was I was I was being a bit I was fucking with it a bit more with like my bright colours and like like I used to walk around like college with like luminous green jeans like skinny jeans like whereas like some of the other like people in the punk scene and that would be like we'd have all like their patches and their like studded like like studded like jackets and leather jackets and I don't wear leather because I'm I'm vegan obviously now like but like have all the like the the Dr Martins and all that do you know what I mean like and I'd like roll up their jeans and like it's like trouser braces and all this like and then they're like their like, favorite band t-shirt or whatever but it'd still be like quite like black and grey like palettes do you know what I mean whereas I was just like oh, do you know what? I just really want to wear like black and white stripy and skinny jeans I really want to just wear like bright green green trousers or like tartan tartan like trousers with like half blue half yellow or like red and black like I just want like a red tartan like um Harrington jacket and stuff like that like tartan on the outside I wanted to be like a bit more bolder with my with my expression as a teenager um than some of the other alternative kids that were into like the music like and into the like the scene in different ways and maybe more into it some in some ways do you know what I mean I'm not saying like dressing a certain way makes you more or less like alternative or more or less in, within your like culture but I wasn't always accepted I always found that I couldn't be as I actually found some in some ways that I couldn't be as free within some of the people that were within my my small community like alternative community like some were cool and then some didn't like me for whatever reason and they made it very clear and it was almost like oh you're not a proper this you're not a proper that I don't like all of that shit like for me it's got to be open like I think the most punk thing I think the most punk thing you can do is be yourself do you know what I mean like, and that was always me like I wanted to be myself on express the way the way I was myself like I actually remember um I think this is probably like another like gender feeling as well is like I remember there there used to be a person that um that had a crush on me and I think I, I had a crush on them or whatever when I was at school and they used to come to our band practice and everything and I remember like I remember they said something behind my back which I saw they didn't realize that I saw it but they said it online and I was um, they basically said that I was, that they used to like me, but I got weird. You know what I mean? Because when I left school, I just like started dyeing my hair because I couldn't. Like I dyed my hair at school, like but like very subtle, like subtle colours. You know what I mean? Like more in very common natural colours. But once I left school and got to college, and I like at sixteen or whatever, because you used to go like, no, you still go to college at sixteen. I, I sound like an old person. Like, there's nothing wrong with being old obviously but I sound like I, I don't know what like what's going on I'm only 31 like it's not even that longer but um sorry I sounded very ageist and it's because I didn't mean it like that but I sound like I like it's been a long time since um since 
since I've been back at college and school. I mean, it's, I mean, it's been a fair while to be fair. Yeah, I left school in two thousand and seven, so it's been it's been quite a while. Like, there's probably there may be people listening to this podcast that were born in two thousand and seven. I don't know, or maybe not. But like, um, yeah, like so. Yeah, just always like um, I always felt like there was yeah there was like I was trying to like push the limits, and as soon as I got out of school, like I wanted to push those limits. Like oh, I, I, I always wanted like the dyed hair, like in colors, different colors and stuff. I always wanted to have like two different colors of hair or, and like fuck with different things, like like that and ways of expressing myself and yeah made me feel made feel really good and I could say that it was like some sort of euphoric when I wear bright colours it gives me some sort of euphoric feeling and I don't know if it's to do with gender or not or if it's just to do with like I don't know if it's like like alternative like euphoria or if it's like gender euphoria I don't know but maybe there is a crossover maybe it's not masking um, your non-binary identity maybe it's just was part of your non-binary journey or maybe it was just it's part of like who you are you there is no one way to be non-binary or maybe it was masking your non, non-binary identity and dressing alternatively was just a way to like not conform in one way it might not be the way that you didn't want to conform maybe you wanted to not conform in a different way and maybe that was just an outlet at least you weren't conf- like conforming do you know what i mean but yeah i hope that answers your question like um and yeah, the nineties, the nineties was a like a cool era for music. There was a lot going on in the nineties for music. So, like, yeah, like androgynous icons and stuff. Like, I'm like, like he's like this. Look at bands like Placebo and that, like, like the androgyny of Brian and like stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, there was like a lot of like, the, I think there yeah there was a lot of fucking with gender on all sides even in like mainstream culture like there were people like fucking with gender expression he likes like cis people fucking with gender expression because yeah it was just just different times like and yeah it isn't just it isn't just in 2022 that like people are like fucking with gender like people have fucked with gender in different ways at different times and sometimes being alternative was the only way to fuck with gender depending on where you're from and what's socially acceptable so we we did what we did and we're not sorry but yeah hope that hope that like answered your question anyway and if you want to like ask cz a question on the podcast i i try and leave like an episode q a um which you should be able to access through spotify or anchor um so yeah you can leave your question and i will i will check the episodes and try and try and find the question so if you have a question to ask me i'm gonna start like doing these um questions and answers before episodes so it'll be a slightly different structure so 2022 new me um and new podcast sort of format so i want to kind of put the ask easy at the start of episodes so yeah if you're interested in contributing and asking me a question then i will try my best to answer your question um obviously this is early days of the podcast so it's the best time to ask a question and get in before it gets very busy so yeah thank you for your question i'll keep you anonymous 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 i don't think i can speak i think i've got covid brain but yeah my brain's just not not switched on at the moment but yeah i'll keep you i won't say your name 
because I didn't ask your permission. But yeah, if if you if you want me to mention your name like at the at the end of your like um at the end of your questions, just say uh, please mention my name or please call me this when um when I, when you answer my question, then I can do that and make sure it's done for you. But yeah, hopefully that helped and enjoy the rest of the main podcast. just a quick little message in between these sections just to let you know that you can join our discord server it's a great space for trans non-binary gender expansive and the general lgbtqia plus community to interact and just a little community space for you so if you'd like to join you can join us on the link in our description of the podcast also on instagram we are at they exist podcast that's at they exist podcast so you can follow us there as well and you also have the links to our discord server there as well through the link in our bio Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey everyone, in this episode I'd like to talk about growing up and my feelings as as like a child, as a teenager around gender. Because obviously now I'm 31 years old and I'm looking at life in a slightly different way through a slightly different lens. Um I've obviously obviously experienced some life. Um, I've also been in a position to to learn and to educate myself in different ways through whether it's the internet, through social media, through meeting other people. But as a child growing up in the nineties, even though like partway through the nineties the internet was a thing, really like for a lot of people we didn't have like as a child child didn't have access to the internet like children have now. So when you're experiencing these like gender feelings that kind of niggle away at you and are either in the back of your mind or in the forefront of your mind all the time or come and go, you don't really have an avenue or somewhere to go to to be like, hey, what are these what does this mean? Like, what is this feeling? For me, I didn't grow up in a city. Like, I live in London now, but I didn't grow up in a city. So, I was not... I did not have as much exposure to, like, a big LGBTQIA scene, you know. I didn't have, like, as much exposure um, to a queer culture. And... Where I grew up, it was very like cis normative, cis het, and just a bit like not like totally conservative, but kind of a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't the most conservative place in the world, but it definitely had a lot of more conservative values, and there was a lot of people that were very anti LGBTQIA. You know, like, but in the like growing up in the day it would have been it would have been more like anti anti lgbt like because the other the other identities weren't really like talked about like there wasn't really like the same exposure back in the day um for the asexual community and the intersex community like the overall overall queer community a lot of there was a lot of focus on gay lesbian and bisexual people and trans people were were talked of in very like 
dehumanizing language um, but there was a lot of focus on your sexuality rather than your gender identity and uh, trans people were more treated like some sort of joke like growing up a lot of the time and it wasn't really taken uh, very seriously and you just it was just something that you it was just some it just felt like something that you couldn't be and I feel like it was hard enough for the kids that were were gay kids like um, who were boys attracted to guys or boys attracted to boys or girls attracted to girls or girls attracted to both or boys attracted to both like I'm talking in the simplistic terms of like the 90s and the early 2000s when I grew up it was like hard enough for those kids who were either openly openly gay openly bisexual like or definitely like part of the LGBT QIA plus community in some way um, and struggled to hide it not that you should hide it but you know growing up in school and that was hard I like my first my first like memories I think of a feeling I think feeling different were definitely like probably like when I was like seven eight nine years old like maybe just felt different you know I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I wanted to be one of the boys I didn't feel like I fit in with the other boys I always felt a bit alienated uh, from them and I always felt like I uh, like wasn't wasn't like fully welcome like I was accepted to a degree but I was never like fully welcome a lot of the kids thought I was the, the strange kid, the weird kid. I mean, kind of was, but like, yeah, I wasn't, I was never like popular or anything like that. I was pretty unpopular, to be honest with you. Not that any of that really matters, but like it can make, it can make like school life and like social life quite hard when you're not, when you're not very popular. I also found myself being um, the target of a lot of like bullying and a lot of the time the bullying would focus in on like what my sexuality was and obviously as a kid like sometimes some kids know what their sexuality is and some kids don't because they're a kid and to be honest with you then a lot of kids are just talk like talking and thinking about like playing like do you know what I mean like depending on what you're into like using your imagination or like doing sports or like doing other things that are not related to being with someone else in any way because they're not interested in that at that time but some kids know some kids know who who they are attracted to I suppose at, at a youngish age um, but I was more interested in in like doing other things so for me like as a kid and that like being picked on for like certain things and it was it was more like in teenage years like teenage years I definitely got picked on about my sexuality um, in my teenage years and towards the end of primary school as well so like even primary school like I was getting a lot of like anti anti-LGBTQIA plus like language towards me anti-gay language and like all this like the slurs that you used to get and all that some of them have been re reclaimed now but at the time it felt like pretty 
it felt pretty like pretty bad you know and like very confusing very confusing because for me like that was not really where I was at and for me like I knew I was different I knew that the bits that were different about me wouldn't necessarily be accepted by society and it wouldn't be easy to live as easy so it wouldn't be easy to live as the person who I knew I was and I knew it was going to be hard and it's not because I didn't feel comfortable with myself even at a young age I knew that the feelings that I had would not be accepted by society at the time with where I was living and that's a hard that's a really hard thing to um, to feel and experience at um, a pretty young age and have to carry that through to to adulthood and that's basically where I'm at now like as a 31 year old and I've been doing a lot of thinking and I've been processing like some of my younger years with um, in in a in like therapy uh, sessions which I'm very fortunate to have through a um, through a charity because um, I know that therapy isn't easy to get it's not gender gender specific and my therapist is not hugely experienced with gender stuff and we're only just starting to really explore it um, in a slight way but it feels like I'm gonna have to kind of like educate educate uh, my therapist about gender identity because I really don't think she understands it I think she wants to like luckily luckily I think she wants to try and understand but I feel like I'm gonna have to do a lot of explaining and it's gonna be hard but like I was processing some of like the 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 feelings around some of the things that used to happen to me and you know a lot of the bullying and the um I suppose it's trauma I didn't really think about it at the time but I suppose it's trauma like just getting so like content warning for like bullying and stuff right now like so if you if you're somebody that's experiencing bullying that bullying or you have experience of bullying just maybe like skip past the next five minutes or so I don't know how long gonna be but like or just skip the episode altogether if you're not that into hearing about these sort of like childhood um memories but I just want to touch on like bullying so like even like stuff like getting getting like attacked randomly in the playground I didn't think of it at the time because you you're kind of brought up just to take it because if you don't take um getting like attacked in the playground because I have to use these words now like like it was like getting physically assaulted in the playground like it was I had kids coming up to me and teenagers or whatever and physically assaulting me randomly in the playground I wouldn't know when it was coming sometimes I'd just be minding my own business and have kids come up to me and kick me punch me push me over like all these things I had kids like used to chase me down the stairs saying they were going to do this this and this to me I used to sit in class and um, the classes that we used to have at my first uh, secondary school I went to um, I used to sit in class and I'd sit next to this kid sometimes and he'd be punching me in the ribs for the whole hour and a half lesson or hour and 40 minute lesson and I just have to take it just punching me the whole lesson and it's like stuff like that and you just don't say nothing you just don't say nothing like and I used to like 
at one point, like, I was growing my hair quite long and uh, I was getting misgendered by teachers and, like, random people, um, which I didn't really think anything of, really. I didn't, mi I didn't mind to a degree, but it was more like how you're treated by other kids. Like, it doesn't... If, like, the other kids th think that you are, a, like... If they think you are a boy or they think you are a girl or whatever, and then the teacher says the opposite gender to what they know, they think they know that you are. That is a really complicated sentence. They say the opposite gender to what they think they know you are. If you know what I mean. If I've lost anyone there, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so stuff like that. So just like putting up with the slurs, putting up with getting chased, getting punched, getting beaten up, getting threatened. Like all the time having to watch my back at school and that like there was no way there was and that was with me saying absolutely nothing about how I felt within my gender or within my genders or within my gender identity however like however I word what my gender is as a non-binary person so that's without me even trying to talk about it so even when I spoke to my mum, I think, about the bullying, she was, like, very, like, upset and distressed. And she wanted to, like, solve the problem, which is nice and everything. But you can't always solve that problem. And I think if there's any parents out there listening, bullying is complicated. And you can't always solve the problem with the way you think you can. So, like, obviously you want to solve the problem. But she would ask me, like, obviously what they were saying and all this stuff about, um, oh, gay this, gay that, and using, like, um, uh, slurs at the time, like, saying, um, sorry, content warning for, for old school anti-LGBTQIA language, but, like, slurs like fucking queer, all this stuff, and I'm not actually going to say the other ones, because I think the queer one's been, the queer one's been reclaimed, amongst some people some people still don't like it or whatever but like i will sometimes use um use queer and um reclaim it in some sort of way even though it was being used against me in a different way um but yeah i don't want to say the other ones because yeah they're just not very nice but like you get the idea if you're anybody that's experienced that kind of kind of verbal abuse or bullying and and stuff and that yeah so all this as a kid and I had all these gender feelings at the same time and this feeling that I'm just not quite right. And obviously, like, that is my wording in my head from back in the day. I know that there's nothing wrong with me now. And when I say I'm not quite right, I mean, I'm not quite right by society's standards. And society's standards are, as an adult, looking back at society's standards and looking at society's standards now with a much more open mind and a much more accepting mind of myself are ridiculous they're so so rigid they're so rigid and as a kid I just don't I just didn't want I didn't like that rigidity I didn't like the fact that I had to act a certain way even as a kid or a teenager growing up I had to earn I sorry I didn't have to earn I had to act in a certain way which presented masculinity but to be honest with you I don't have that I don't have that typical physicality about myself that it's easy to pull off anyway 
like I am always been like quite I've always been quite a skinny kid um I'm not a kid now obviously I'm 31 but like I've always been quite a skinny person and I've always been very slight I've always been like a little bit underweight as well not not purposely um but just naturally and all of that stuff's kind of made up anyway um based on like ideal body weights for people that are underweight and overweight inverted commas like they're all made up standards anyway but um because everyone is different and everyone's body shape is different and it's beautiful in different ways and it works for them in different ways but for me like i could never i could never present in a way that was that was any form of masculine even if my presentation may have like my presentation was not like feminine as a kid I always I think I always felt like it's a very weird just thing to say as somebody that's aimer um but it's a very weird thing to say like I always felt like a tomboy and I don't know if anyone else can relate to that any other people that can relate to that it, it didn't really make sense to me but that's 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 kind of how I viewed myself like I viewed myself as like a like um almost like a tomboy like not one of the boys not one of the girls but like kind of one of the boys and kind of one of the girls kind of like some like in between land that's how I viewed myself and that's how I viewed myself growing up I've always liked different elements of um different like stereotypical gender identities I've always liked to push the limits of like how I view gender and gender roles I like gender roles that aren't traditionally inverted commas in western society aimed towards men or aimed towards mask people like I've always liked this kind of like somewhere in between land and also like elements of femininity and with some sprinklings of masculinity just sprinklings of the masculinity just the hundreds of thousands of masculinity that you can get in the little in the pots in the baking section you know the masculinity um toppings you know just a little bit of topping on your cake but i like this i like this area in between and i always knew this as a kid but i didn't have the words for it because i was like i always used to think as a kid i was like i wonder what it would have been like to be like a girl and i was like am i is this is this what it is I'm, and then i used to tell myself i was, I was like now you can't be that now you can't that you can't be that because you don't tick this box this box this box this box obviously now i know that's not true but i don't identify as a woman and i think even if i was born afab like i wouldn't I don't think I would mind being born AFAB, like, at all, like, but I would have to be a fairly stereotypically androgynous looking AFAB, do you know what I mean, like, and I feel like there is elements of, of myself that, yeah, that physically isn't mask or, or feminine particular ways is kind of like i feel like there is i i, I feel like I, in in some ways because of my gender identity i feel like some of my physical attributes are quite helpful with my um gender identity in some ways 
for the way I experience um, dysphoric or euphoric feelings. Like I feel like there's some elements that are quite good for me. Um, it's not perfect, obviously, um, but I feel like certain things I would have, I would be, I am great. I feel like not would have been grateful. I feel like certain things I'm grateful for, even the things that I used to get bullied for and taken the mick out for, like because they weren't masculine enough. I actually feel as like an adult now that that's actually a, a good thing in a lot of ways. It gives me a tiny bit more like flexibility to play with um, my gender expression in certain ways. So I am fortunate for myself that because that's how I view my gender expression and my gender identity but it's not how we should view everyone's gender identity and everyone's gender expression because that is not that is not what it means to be non-binary it's not what it means to express your gender in a certain way you don't have to have a certain body type you don't have to have certain features you don't have to have certain like elements to you to express your gender in the way that you want to express your gender like we all we are all different as humans but for me some of some of my aspects now that i used to dislike about myself because they were used against me i've learned to actually embrace because they actually give me they actually give me a little bit of flexibility with where i'm where i'm at as a non-binary person with my expression they give me that flexibility but like I say, that's not the same for everyone and everyone is different. Terms and conditions may apply. But like, yeah, so like all these like sort of like feelings growing up, just very like feeling like I'm not like quite right. And if I was inverted commas, I'm not quite right. And if I was AFAB, that, would I be happy? Is that what I want? Do I want to be a girly girl, whatever that is? Do I want to be like ultra feminine? Not really. I want to be like, I want to have elements of, of, um, of everything. But I used to find it really annoying because often as, often as a, like a kid, I like would think about these things, but I would, wouldn't have anywhere to, to like say them. Like I couldn't say them. I had like siblings and everything. I wouldn't say it to them either. It was like my little secret, my all these feelings were my secret. And I kept that secret <laughs> for years, like for decades, like literally before I said it out loud, I kept it to myself. I did not tell anybody. I didn't even tell anyone online. I was very careful. And I think part of the reason that held me back about telling anyone, even like... Um, strangers even though i used to look up on the website about like not the the only website the only trans website i'm saying but even i used to look up online about like certain things and i used to do it quite sporadically and regularly if that's if that even makes sense you know what i mean i used to do it quite regularly even though sorry if you heard my phone buzz because it is a, a record on my phone so i should have turned vibrate off but even if like like I was thinking about these things quite like regularly and I was like doing these searches every now and then and what I was ending up doing was talking myself out out of it and I've been doing that since I was a kid but without the websites as such and without always having the um, information to hand and other people's experiences and I think I, I have a lot of thoughts like about like oh I wish I could be 
and open like this now and be doing this journey when I was younger, when I was actually ready to do it, but society felt like it wasn't ready and the area that I grew up in, like, wasn't ready. Like, imagine, imagine if I'd been able to do that. And it, yeah, it kind of, it upsets me sometimes because I'm, I feel like I can't get that time back. I can't get that time back living this, this way, like, and I was having this conversation with my partner the other night, actually. And starting this, like, journey later, even though it's not, like, the latest in life anyone's ever started something, starting this journey later, and I think you sometimes get, like, a little bit of envy of, um, of younger people that are young now and with more conversations around gender, even though some of the conversations around gender are still very toxic and um, very negative in a lot of ways there is a lot more positive um, conversations around gender and trans people are accepted more now than they were back in the day except the only problem is is the extra exposure has really brought out like the ignorant bigots who dislike the transgender community for whatever reason and are hateful towards us and try and conspire against us and I don't I don't know why they do it I don't I don't really know what people's problem is really with trans people because and I've always thought this there there shouldn't be I'm not a perfect person obviously like have I like internalized some like anti-trans narratives in the past probably I think we all have because we all grew up in the same society but one thing I would say is that I never like I never got people that hated like trans people like I never got it or like took the piss out of trans people like um because they are trans and I, I just never I never got that like did I understand all the nuances of being trans no like I didn't understand like all the nuances of being trans or gender non-conforming or or gender expansive or non-binary or queer I didn't understand all of it of course I didn't like but overall overall in my heart like could I hate a trans person no is it because I was a trans person all along maybe like maybe that's maybe that's something within me that was the clue to to how i felt about myself was how i felt about other people like yeah and i think i think having like going back to like if i was born afab i would still be non-binary but I'd just be AFAB and non-binary. And I think this is this is where I'm at with my gender identity is that whenever I thought about was I a girl, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. It was like, I'm okay with that, but I don't want to be a certain type of girl. And I don't really enjoy like all the things associated with being a girl, but I also like some of the aspects of being a boy. But just sprinkles of both. I like sprinkles of both, like I said before. So if I was AFAB, I could grow up as a girl, but there's going to be things that I'm not comfortable with. And there's going to be things that I don't like about being a girl. And I think this is where I'm at with non-binary. And I'm not saying that that if you if you grow up a girl, because I'm talking about when you're a kid or whatever, and you go into a woman, that I'm not saying that all women and all girls feel like they have to conform to a certain gender expectation because that's not that's not it and there's plenty of 
um, women and girls who break gender expectations, who don't conform to traditional westernized gender roles, which are bullshit a lot of the time, but it's okay to conform to them as well. But like the rigidity and the rule that you have to do this if you're a woman is, is absolute bullshit. Like do what you want, whatever gender you are. So I always felt like I would be quite a gender non-conforming girl if I was going to be um, a girl. And I was like, well, th that means that I don't want to be a girl. But also, I'm not like totally unhappy with my boy body. But I am definitely unhappy with some aspects of it. But I definitely wouldn't want all aspects of a girl body. And it's like, ah, that, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean for me? I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Sorry, I'm doing like a bit of a, a bit of a trans trope there that and non-binary. Oh, we're just confused. But I was actually confused, like, but not confused in the way that people like use against us. Like, oh, you're just confused. You're just confused. Settle, you'll settle down, whatever. I'm 31. I haven't settled down. But I was confused. I was so confused. I was like, this doesn't make sense. And I don't know what I am. I don't know who I am. Like, who am I? And because I didn't have the answers and because I didn't have, feel like and because I felt like I didn't have anybody to speak, speak to. And I felt like nobody would understand these feelings because they did not fit neatly into me being gay or me even being like bi or me being a trans woman. I think it was called like well, the terminology would have been me being a transsexual woman like back in the day because it's the 90s. I mean, it's not the word that's used now. So if you're listening to this and you're not part of the trans community, try not to call people transsexuals unless they have explicitly asked you to call them that. It's generally speaking, it's trans, transgender, um, non-binary, or those words are the, like, the language of the day at the moment in 2022 as we speak. Who knows what they'll be in five years time. Like it may not be called to be calling people non-binary like there may be like like language progresses and language moves and like but that was the language at the time like I was like I can't be a transsexual woman like so I can't talk to anyone about stuff because I don't have those exact feelings and even if I did I wouldn't qualify for it anyway because I'm an AMAB person and I'm attracted to women as well as other genders um that's the updated version um but yeah, just like, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, I'm so confused. I don't know who to talk to. I can't talk to anyone. So bury it, bury it, bury it. Suppress, suppress, suppress. And then it didn't help because all the bullying about being, about being gay was like, well, if I tell anyone that I'm having all these feelings, they're going to think that I'm gay and I'm not gay. And there's nothing wrong with being gay, obviously. But they're going to get the wrong end of the stick and they're going to be like, well, you, you have all these feelings, so you must be gay then. Like, no, that is not what it is. But you know, back in the day, that is the feelings around gender were were that. It was like a lot of people back in the day like put gender and sexuality like they were like something that like hold hands and like went together. But like obviously a lot of us know now that is not the case. And gender is its own separate little pie. Some people have two pies. Some people have just the gender pie. Some people don't know what what pies they want. These are all vegan pies, by the way, because I'm vegan. But, yeah, just 
just like so I'm a bit happier if I did have COVID and I, I'm still I come on my last day of isolation right now so I can't keep getting a little bit out of breath so I need to calm down a little bit but um yeah like so I was having all these thoughts and I think this is why I'm here as a 31 year old like just open like on my journey to opening up about myself to people and I'm still being quite selective about who I open up to and it'd be great for me to feel comfortable opening up to everyone and I feel like sometimes because I do this podcast that like I should be like the role model and I should be doing this this and this because I'm talking about all these things to do with gender and to be doing non-binary and how like you shouldn't like you shouldn't be like um worried about like what people think and you should love yourself and obviously like yes but still like I'm still on my own journey and like confidence with who who I can trust and confidence with with what will keep me safe what will keep me employed is still something that weighs on the back of my head but I do love myself like more than what I did which is which is good because I used to have a lot of self-hate I used to really like dislike myself used to really dislike myself and um yeah I didn't want to be me a lot of the time and I didn't understand why I didn't understand what it was all I understood was that I knew it was different and I had to keep had to keep it secret and I wonder how many other trans and non-binary and gender expansive people felt that way that they knew who they were but they felt like they had to keep it secret to the point where at one point they were actually like acting like a toxic caricature I can't believe I pronounced that right I think I did caricature caricature character see this is what happens when you're dyslexic you should take your first answer and just like roll with it and not try and say the word again but you know what I'm saying like trying to act as this character like this toxic character of what gender I'm inverted commas meant to be because you're always trying to overcompensate so I got to the point where in my early 20s and mid 20s and parts maybe parts of my late 20s as well but mainly the early and mid parts of my 20s where I was really not really not even being myself I was just being a character that I thought I had to be and it was like survival the environment that I was in the workplaces that I worked in and that and the experiences I had as a kid who didn't open up about these things but still got bullied and abuse like in physical and emotional ways um from people around him at the time that was my pronouns obviously so thinking back as a kid like i was thinking oh people like um like i i think actually this is a complicated one because i use they them pronouns like my pronouns are they them but I, sometimes when i think back on myself even though I knew like that like where I was kind of but didn't know where I was kind of but I knew that I was different and I was keeping this secret that I didn't understand like a an understand like a secret you don't understand is a weird secret um like I sometimes still think of myself with like pronouns that were used to me then like I don't know if anyone else thinks of that even though they they aren't my pronouns it's very weird but yeah, that is my gender story um, growing up. So I hope you enjoyed this little episode and I will speak to you next time. Take care.
you for listening to the latest episode of the Day Exist podcast with me, Zizi. I hope you enjoyed the episode and found it informative in some way or just enjoyed like having some company in your ear. You can follow us on Instagram at Day Exist Podcast. You can also leave us a review on Apple and a five-star rating as Apple Podcast, not just on an Apple. If you've got fruit available, do that, but it doesn't really affect us. You can also now leave us a rating on Spotify as well, which I saw the other day. So I've been giving loads of uh, trans, non-binary and gender expansive podcasts like the five-star. So if you've received a five-star from me, you're welcome. Yes, yeah, so on Spotify now, I guess for everyone or maybe people in the uk or maybe i'm just lucky you can do that also we've got our discord server as well that you can join and the links will be in the bio speak to you next time just another content warning uh, we're about to talk about harvey parker who tragically passed away so if this is something that has um affected you in any way whether it's directly or indirectly and you don't feel up to listening to this bit then obviously just turn off the podcast now the podcast is finished and yeah just take care of yourself and we're always here for you as well in the dms and yeah sending love i just like to end the episode like a little somber note and and just acknowledge the life of harvey parker and just to pay my respects and just say to, to everybody that has been directly or indirectly affected by the passing of Harvey that I'm thinking of you and the DMs on the Exist podcast are always open and if you need anything, if you just need a space to talk, our page is open I know some of the LGBTQIA plus community spaces and organisations in London have, have said the same thing but I know that this can have an effect on people whether it's like somebody who actually knew Harvey or somebody who views views themselves just like Harvey, it can be quite triggering and traumatizing. So I just wanted to pay my respects. Um, I won't comment on things too much because I know that I know that I don't think we have all the information about what exactly happened, but. Look out for look out for your queer friends. Look out for your trans friends. Look out for your gender non-conforming friends, your gay friends, your bi friends. Look out for people in the community who who can find themselves in vulnerable positions for various reasons. And just yeah, just look out for each other. Like I said, this page on Instagram, the exist Instagram page, the Discord server, like. Like our DMs are always open, like if you need to talk to somebody, um, even if it's not a serious conversation, if you want to have just a normal conversation, just yeah, just hit me up and I'll get back to you as soon as I can and yeah, we can talk and stuff, you know, and if you just want a stranger to listen, that's fine. So yeah, I'm just thinking of everyone, the, the new Harvey and like, I know that, I know that it can make these things when they happen to somebody in your city to somebody from the wider community like it can be very it can be a very weird feeling and yeah I can't imagine 
I can't imagine what people are going through who who knew Harvey. So I just want to be respectful of that and just say that our DMs are always open and yeah, just take care of yourselves. Look out for your friends. Look out for your family members. Look out for your chosen family. Look out for your siblings. Look out for your cousins. Look out for people that you're out with. Make sure people... Try and make sure people get home safely. Try and make sure that... um, You check in on people and, and stuff, you know? And that's all you can do. That's all you can do as individuals. Everything else is a little bit out of your control. And... But yeah, I just... Yeah, I think it's just at these times it's it's very difficult. I know that that we have been sharing the posts on our stories, um, and I know a lot of people in the community were sharing the posts and that. And I think to um, yeah to hear about the news about Harvey is it's very distressing to hear about. But also, knowing that there are people out there that love Harvey, who have lost Harvey, and to know that a young person's life has gone, it, 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 it's like beyond words. So I just, yeah, I just wanted to pay my respects on this podcast, because I know that in this city... And that, like, there's there's going to be people that, that knew Harvey. And there's going to be people that went to the same place as Harvey. Lived a very civil, similar, like, life. And had similar experiences. And similar friendship groups. Or the same friendship groups. So, I, yeah, I just know that there may be somebody listening out there that may have been affected indirectly or directly by this. So, yeah. We love you and we're thinking of you in every possible way. And if you wanted to, if you wanted to donate, um, we did share share a link for Harvey um, where you can donate. And um, Harvey's friends are c- collecting money to go towards the community. So there is positive things you can do. So... If you um if you clicked on the link in our story a few days ago, then you would have been able to donate, and yeah. It's good that people are trying to do something positive out of something that must be very heartbreaking, so, yeah, in these situations these are the only things you can do, but yeah, just thinking of everyone and take care of yourself, and. Yeah, rest in peace, Harvey.